Hey you, thank you for joining me for episode number 31 of Better Regulate Than Never. Are you an orchid or a dandelion? Let's first look at the difference between these plants. You should be familiar with a dandelion. The flower can be pretty, but most people consider this plant to be a weed. They seem to be able to grow anywhere even though the cra- even through the cracks in concrete. My husband is on a rampage every year to get rid of all the dandelions, but no matter how much he sprays and digs them up, there they are again growing up everywhere. Nothing can seem to deter them. He's actually working on them right now as I look out the window. It's kind of funny. Now, some of you might not be as familiar with orchids. They are beautiful and exotic plants, and they are very particular in how and where they grow. Even in the best of conditions, they still might not thrive. Certainly, if you were spraying chemicals on them and digging them up, you would not have any of them around. I looked up orchid care on the internet, and it was comical to read how particular Each step was, make sure it's not too dry or too wet, face it towards certain windows, change the soil and potting after so many months. They are a lot of work to keep alive. (laughs) This is why I don't have them. The two types of plants have been used to describe how two different groups of children react to their environments. As you can guess from the description of the two different types of plants, One group of children is not sensitive to their environment and can thrive no matter where they are placed, and the other group of children are very sensitive to their surroundings and environment and have trouble thriving in a successful way if they are placed in unpredictable or chaotic environments. The two groups of children are labeled dandelions or orchids. Neither group is good or bad. It is just two different types of personalities. Many studies have been done to find out if there are genetic components to this, or if it is all environmental, or is it a combination of these two? And of course, as with all things in nature, there is a bit of both. I have done a few episodes about some of these factors. Episode number six is about brain science, and it describes how our brains react to stress. The information in that episode plays a part in this research. Also, my episode on resilience talks about telling your story from the hero's point of view instead of the victim's point of view. And some people are just more naturally prone to see the world from a hero's point of view and seeing the glass half full. It turns out that genetically, some of us have more chemicals in our brain that help our mood to stay more elevated or at least neutral while others have less of these chemicals and they tend to struggle with depression and anxiety. If you are someone who has enough chemicals to keep your mood light, it is hard to understand why others struggle. In the ACEs episode, we talked about how adverse childhood experiences can affect how you relate to the world and how a brain that is constantly in fight-or-flight mode can get altered to only see fight-or-flight situations. Scientists are continuing to study these differences in children and adults and trying to see how they can help both groups thrive and be successful 
even if they lack some of those chemicals needed or if they have been brought up in abusive or neglectful homes. So which are you? I know that you won't be able to get a genetic test to see what genes you were born with, but what is your best guess? How do you often perceive the world? When you experience stress, does it paralyze you or cause you to shut down? Are you really sensitive to taste? Can music completely change your mood from happy to sad or vice versa? Do loud environments bother you? What about a lot of emotional chaos? Imagine two students sitting in the same classroom. One student is looking at his notes, listening to the teacher lecture, and able to pay attention to the teacher, his notes, and maybe even realizing the time and thinking about lunch. This student is calm and at peace. Another student may be hearing the words of the teacher, but they are noticing the temperature of the room. Maybe they feel the draft from the vent in the ceiling. They notice another student's perfume or body spray. This student is hearing the buzz of the lights above or the ticking of the clock in the room. This student's mind is switching from the teacher's words to something another student told them last hour, and they look around and see another student who might be sad or sick, and then the student starts to wonder what is wrong with that student. Can you put yourself in either of these students' shoes? Do you think you might be one of them? Or maybe you are in between. The student who is able to listen to the teacher and stay with the theme of the lecture is more like a dandelion. No matter what is going on in the environment, noise or temperature or ticking clocks, they can stay focused on what is most important, which is the lecture. The other student who is noticing all the little details is an orchid. They are much more sensitive, orchids are much more sensitive to their environment, and it could have negative effects on them, especially if they do not get anything out of the lecture or notes because they are too preoccupied with the other factors in the environment. No matter which student you might be, or in between, there are ways to help you be more productive. Many of these are discussed in various episodes of this podcast. Here are some specifics for this scenario. If you are the orchid in this situation, remind yourself to stay with what the teacher is saying. Really focus on their words. Feel your feet touching the floor. That will ground you. Start or continue to write what the teacher is saying so you can focus on the words that are being said. Don't be afraid to talk to the teacher about your needs after class. Maybe you need to sit in a different part of the room from drafts, away from drafts, and certain noises or distractions. Maybe you need to take breaks where you can go into the hall and get a drink or Walk down the hall a few feet and come back. Does it help to stand in the back of the room during a lecture or even a test? If it helps you to perform better, talk to your teacher about how that can be worked out. Routines are important for all people, but if you identify as an orchid, they are exceptionally important. Episode number 12 is about starting a routine. There is something about sameness that helps an orchid to feel safe and able to work through situations that typically cause them stress. It is important to work through hard emotions and situations. Episode number 26 talks about how to process emotions. 
That episode will give you step-by-step guide to working through emotions that are hard. Everyone needs to know how to do that, but people who identify as dandelions will be able to handle the difficult emotions better because those emotions and situations do not derail them the same way they do for orchids. About 80% of the population are dandelions, so luckily most of us are born with the genes that do allow us to work through new and difficult situations with less anxiety. If you were born an orchid, don't be upset about it. Just start choosing new ways to experience and navigate the world that works with your strengths. Look at your life from the hero's point of view. Where are you winning in life? How can you use that feeling and those thoughts in areas of your life that need more work? Find ways to make your sensitivity to the world a gift. Do you have any artistic tendencies? I believe artists, music and novel writers, actors, or anyone who is creative see the world differently than the rest of us. Since you already have this environmental sensitivity, use it to create new things in the world. I'm sure it would help you to feel better about it and imagine what you could produce in the world. You can create new art, music, or social media that we have never seen before. I can't wait to see what you produce. You will have fear about putting it out into the world, but do it anyway. No matter which one you identify with, think about how your gifts and talents can enhance your experience. Knowing which one you are can help you to understand yourself better and not feel like there is something wrong with you. I promise you are exactly the way you are supposed to be. Own it and move forward. Thank you for listening today. Please share this episode with your friends. I want as many people to hear these as possible. I also think about that young person that I used to be and how much she needed to hear this information. Every day you get to choose your thoughts. Choose wisely. Talk to you soon.